0: That's how the theme song goes. Hi there. Hey there. Ho 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 there. Welcome back to the Constitutionals podcast on this very eve of uh, December fifth. Christmas is twenty days away starting tomorrow. Starting actually the day that this podcast comes out. Twenty days away. On a Monday of all things. Well <laughs> this isn't a Christmas podcast. This is uh the Constitutionals podcast. If you didn't know, this is the premier podcast for www.cplusaccommodated.com. I just, if you just heard a little brush against the mic, I just, I pulled off a piece of lint from the windscreen on the mic. There you go. You know what? I think I got this microphone last Christmas. I Did I? Or was it two years ago? I don't know, but anyway, it's one of the best gifts I've ever gotten. Also, it's one of the only gifts I've ever gotten (laughs) every Christmas. (laughs) I ask for something, I get nothing. It's great. (laughs) So, anyway, let's get right into this. Uh, Last week was the very big special event on the CW, the third annual DC TV crossover event. Uh, The first one happened... During the f- second season of Flash, I believe. The fourth season of Arrow, I think. Yeah, yes, because this is season six. um, And uh, it, the first one was, it was, everybody was so excited about it. And by everybody, I mean just the people, the uh, f- three or four or six hundred thousand people that watch arrow and flash i don't know what the ratings are for those shows but i know the ratings for crazy ex-girlfriend 200,000 people less than that same thing for you're the worst which i learned today anyway uh so flash flash and arrow had an episode called flash versus arrow uh and it was one was a arrow episode one was a flash episode they spent time in each other's cities and then the next season there was invasion and that's when they brought the legends of tomorrow aboard with really am I doing this right yeah I think so it was Legends of Tomorrow and Supergirl was barely in it and then there was a uh this year was the uh, in uh, the crossover what is it called Crisis on Earth X where the Nazi not the Nazi versions of the superheroes came to Earth One and to ruin <laughs> Iris and uh Barry's wedding to his she's marrying her brother lover which is also weird. I think they should use that term brother lover because <laughs> they they got married. Anyway, I enjoyed it. It was good. I had a, there's a lot of there's a lot of stuff that they know how to do well. They hit the hit the campiness campiness. They hit the campiness uh, right on the head. Right on the head. Flash out of see when Arrow started, it was just this glib show. It was very dark. And I guess they were trying to make him like Batman, which is come on, guys. Uh, but then uh, when Flash premiered, it was this it was we saw this different version of the Arrowverse where it was everybody could be happy. There are things that could be happy. And then eventually three seasons later in Arrow or in season five in season when uh, yeah, Flash appeared. In season three so in season five two seasons later they they realized that oh flash can be i mean not flash uh, arrow can be happy as well and uh, that was around the same time they premiered legends of tomorrow and that's kind of i don't watch that show but i guess it's kind of campy and then they got supergirl which is i just got done watching (laughs) i've recorded on a monday night which i have not done since the bachelorette was on but they uh every every single episode Supergirl is especially this one now that Mon-El is back she's 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 affected because he's a boy and she's a girl and she can't get over it and she it's hurting her feelings that he's married to somebody else come on Supergirl you're the strongest girl in the world you're the strongest woman in the world probably stronger than Superman which I think is is canon I I believe she is stronger than Superman in a lot of the things speaking of Supergirl I just I just played uh, Injustice 2's story mode for the first time I also bought Injustice 2 (laughs) during Cyber Monday, but I played, I played the story mode for the first time and it's really good. I just got to Harley Quinn's part. I only played, I think maybe 30 minutes. So I played Batman. Batman fought Damian Wayne. He fought Superman and he fought. uh, I don't remember. The first person was, uh, no, the first person was, um, Cyborg. So he fought those three and then it moved on to Harley Quinn and Ollie, who is a green arrow and Dinah. Who is the Black Canary? Which is the version of the Arrow that I like? They killed Katie Cassidy and replaced her with this other girl in the Arrowverse TV show. Anyway, we're talking about the, talking about the DC TV shows. So uh, the the first part was great. It was a okay. So here's the thing. I think what I think what happened was is that they got all the writers together in one room, all the writers of this the four part special. They and what and what happens is they ch- they take an episode from each of the superhero show so there's a flash episode that you have to watch and then there's an arrow episode that you have to watch if i'm and i and i wonder if you're if you're somebody who doesn't watch these things live and you're watching you know season six of Arrow, season five of arrow uh, even right now and you see this one episode that suddenly the flash and supergirl are in and you're thinking what the heck is going on here <laughs> so i mean they don't make that pretty easy but you can buy the episodes bundled on google play which is great, and I assume you can do the same thing on iTunes. But uh, I will buy those episodes bundled. But the well, I say the the first the first couple episodes the for so for this for this year's Crisis on Earth X it was great. It was talk. It was just a wedding. Uh, they're all getting ready for Iris and Barry's wedding. Everybody was invited. Uh, well, not everybody. For some reason, the Adam wasn't invited. Elongated Man wasn't there, even though he's been in the last few episodes of The Flash. This is ah, God. They're so yeah, just invite everybody to the wedding. Okay. And they should just call this the Justice League. It'd be fine. They, I mean, they can mix all the, t- it's, they can just say the Justice League. It's, you don't need a, a hawk woman and them well, they do need, and you know what? And then they, they, they didn't put the Martian Manhunter in it. Anyway, so anyway, so there are split, the episodes are split up. So the first episode was Supergirl. Second episode was Legends, the Third episode, no, the second episode was Arrow. Third episode was uh, Flash, and then the last episode was Legends. And they played these over two nights. So Monday had Supergirl and Arrow for two hours, and then and then Tuesday had the Flash and Legends for two hours. And so Supergirls, it was almost immediately. They well, what they did was they introduced all the Supergirl episode, all the Supergirl characters, and then they said within five minutes, they said, "Okay, we're going to this wedding on Earth One. We'll see you later." And then they left. <laughs> And you never saw the Supergirl characters again. And it was great because everybody's in the same place. You got Iris and uh, and Felicity, who's a – I will talk about her in a second. God bless America. And then, you know, the White Canary, whoever she is. And uh, <laughs> Katie uh, – I know her name is Katie. Her first name is Katie. She's not Katie Cassidy. She's the other – Katie Lots and uh, and so got them all together, and then and then the white canary had a little love affair with uh, Supergirl's sister, and then Felicity. Oh God, Felicity. Oh my God. Anyway, let's talk about this now. F- Felicity, uh, the very end and Legends of Tomorrow. I suggest you guys go watch all these episodes, and then skip the part of what I'm about to tell you about. Very in the last, they yeah. Okay, anyway, in the last two minutes of the Legends of Tomorrow. Uh, so everybody goes back to the regulars except for and then so then Felicity, Oliver, Diggle, and who's in here for two seconds. Felicity, Oliver, Diggle, and Iris. They're all standing in this park, and, and then Oliver and uh Flash and Barry. And and Barry says, Hey, why don't you marry us? And then and then Diggle said, Alright, cool, I'll do that for you guys. And then they're staying there, and he's marrying Barry and Iris. And prior to this I uh, Felicity had told Oliver that she wasn't going to marry him and it was a whole big subplot and it was probably it was probably 100% the worst part of the, about this entire ordeal. <sighs> oh my god. And so they get married, they kiss, and then Felicity goes, ooh, "Ooh, I want to get married too!" All the entire time, she the, the entire this entire b plot was her not wanting to get married, and then all of a sudden she wants to get married, and it went, and it pissed so many people off. The Arrow subreddit changed its name again. This is the second time it's happened to The Punisher, which is supposed to be a better show than The Arrow is right now. The first time they did it was for Daredevil, <laughs> because again, the the issue is. That the, creator of, the creators of this show, the Arrowverse, and the, all the shows around it, is that they keep going along with these internet love affairs. They love, when people say they love, I should not be messing with this, you can just hear it on the mic. When people say they love Felicitor, Felicity and Oliver, Felicitor, <laughs> Felicitor, or Olicity is what people call it. Then, uh, then, then he says. Then Rolante just goes, "Yeah, let's put them together." Uh, and and a, she should have died. <laughs> she should have died a long time ago. But you know what? She didn't. And they put they. God, this is what they should have done. They shouldn't. Instead of killing the Black Canary, Katie Cassidy, they should have killed. I don't care how much I didn't like her in the first few seasons. She didn't earn my respect until season five, <laughs> but, or was it season four when she died? But they should have. They should have killed. Felicity, because she was shot and she was paralyzed. They should have just killed her. They should have let Oliver and uh, Katie Cassidy get together. And, and then they then the show would be better. I would be enjoying it. But no, I can't enjoy it. it. Now it's on Supergirl levels. With them married, it is on Supergirl levels. I guarantee Thursday's winter finale of this show, I'm just going to be fed up. I'm just going to say, I am just going to, because I did, I, I, I think Emily Bett Richards is, uh, Rickards or whatever the heck her name is, I think she's a very pretty woman. I think she's a fine actress. She—I'm not gonna say she's a good actress. I'm gonna say she's a fine actress. Uh, she does oversell. She's the definition of CW actor, and but I just don't like her character. I—I I hate Felicity, and I genuinely dislike her with a passion. So there. So there's that. But the the crossover was great. Almost all the characters were there. They of course they killed off Victor Garber's character. Uh, I believe that the guy who plays Captain Cold said that he was done playing Captain Cold. He filmed his last scene, but there's another Captain Cold that came back. His character died. The, one, the character, the Captain Cold of Earth One died, I think, on Legends of Tomorrow, and then they found another Captain Cold on Earth X, and then he decided he was going to stay on Earth One. So I don't understand how they kill a character, and then they say he's going to leave. I don't know why would they do that. Same thing they did with uh, Colton Hayes. Car- why kill Colton Hayes? I know you don't need a lot of arrows going around, but why? And then why leave Diggle on the sideline until the last two minutes? The The issue is the buildup was great, but the epilogue, the payoff wasn't good at all. Because one, the wedding didn't happen. And two, everybody just said, all right, we're gone. <laughs> we'll see you guys later. The legends, they said, okay, we're going back to time traveling through space and time. And then Supergirl said, all right, me and my sister got to get back to Earth. I don't get it. I don't get it. There's no falling. They didn't. If you spend that much time setting up, development, and having fun and stuff, and, and the four part just can't be enjoyable episodes of of your very popular DC TV shows. I don't understand why you can't let these things just have just let them wrap up neatly. And what gets me going and then also Black Lightning premieres Tuesday, January 16th, I believe. I think that's what I saw on the during the commercial today uh, to this evening. And I don't I don't know because that's not on the same Earth. Again, it's something that doesn't take place during Arrowverse. So why create these shows? Why can't it's not like we're I mean, yeah, if you put them in the same universe, of course, I'm going to expect them to meet up at the same time, but. Why can't you put Black Lightning together with the Flash? Why can't you put Why can't Supergirl why couldn't have Supergirl been on Earth? It doesn't make sense. It does on Earth 1. We don't need these universe thing. We could have I mean they could have introduced universe with Gypsy. I don't understand it. It doesn't make sense to me. It's a lot of a lot of lazy plotting here and Supergirl is just the worst one. And <laughs> so Flash and sometimes Legends. The episodes I've seen I've only seen two episodes of Legends but not two episodes uh, a season and some change. But I don't know. Uh, I just don't believe them. Anyway, let's get on to the <laughs> main topic. Oh, also, I just got an email. It said, Alec Baldwin prepping talk show for ABC. Let's see what it says. Alec Baldwin is expanding his relationship with ABC. The Disney Network is teaming with the Emmy-winning actor for a talk show. I wonder if it's going to – it's uh, based on his – oh, okay. It's based on his podcast, Here's the Thing, that's on WNYC Radio. Oh, wow. Okay. I wonder if it's going to be a show that's – going to be on during the day, or it's a once a week show, or if it's an actual talk show. Anyway, okay, we'll see what happens. <laughs> we'll see what happens That And Quinty Tarantino and J.J. Abrams are teaming on a Star Trek pitch. This is the breaking news. Okay, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to move on. I should not be doing that. Okay, uh, and the last one, last uh, the main topic is going to be about... Uh, okay, so last week, I got a little email, All right, as I, as I typically do. <laughs> As I typically do, little entertainment email. It said uh, somebody I forgot who wrote it, but they're talking about Jimmy Kimmel and Stephen Colbert and how they're basically in a ratings battle. Uh, to, and it's, it's, ratings for late night shows are very important. If you're if you're a late night show, you're not getting ratings, then your contracts basically not going to get renewed. And uh, if you if you're not getting on, that's why all the late night people now upload their shows clips to YouTube. That's why Corden's so popular. Kimmel used to be popular, not Kimmel, uh, Fallon, there's so many Jimmys, <laughs> Fallon used to be popular, Kimmel's now getting uh, recently more popular, and I guess now he's a part of that trifecta of getting ratings, but Stephen is getting the ratings, the higher ratings, because he uh, frankly talks more about po- politics, And but Jimmy, the issue is, Jimmy's not a political comedian, and he doesn't need to be, and I mean, there's ratings, I mean, he was beating everybody before Stephen came along for years, because he was just doing Weird, fun games, and I don't. Understand. I mean, I understand why it's a topic of conversation, but I don't think Jimmy, Jimmy and Steven at this point are in two different arenas, just like, just like how Conan is in a different arena by himself, just like how Sam B is in a different arena, you know, well, actually now she's in the same arena as uh, John Oliver, I mean, if you, there's always, there's always this grouping, this pairing of late night hosts you know, but then when Conan left the NBC, the NBC, when Conan left NBC, now now he's alone. He's just a guy who's just doing this for the dedicated fans. If you're not watching him on TBS, then you're not going to watch him at all. And, and if you do, and, I mean, and his clips, and the reason, and that's why um, there was rumors going around, there were rumors going around a couple of months ago that said that Conan might be going to a weekly format after his contracts expire not expires after they ex- extend the contracts in five years so that at the end they extended the contracts for a few more years at the end of that contract extension they could just go to one one episode a week because he's not getting the ratings he's not getting the Colbert ratings. he's not getting the Fallon ratings you know I went in the, I wonder and his and his episodes of Conan Without Borders wherever he whenever he travels around the world or seem to do better online. So they just think that if they can get one episode 44 minutes a week, then they can cut out those those little snippets and upload them throughout the week. But I don't think that that's that's viable for them, but I don't think that in the long run it's just I don't know. Conan's a guy who's a he's been doing nightly for 23 years. No. 24 years because he's a, he's a, yeah, they're the same age as me. Yeah, the show's the same age as me. So, 24 years, you know, when you've been doing this for this long, it just, it's just, you, you get into a rhythm, you know, how it goes. Even when he was kicked off of NBC, you know, he, he was in the same, that's how Conan and I are the same guy. We were both kicked out of NBC. Uh, (laughs) One was local news and one was late night. Let's see which one's which. But when he was kicked off NBC, you know, he just, and then he had to spend what, seven or eight months. Without a show And they then they got on TBS That's how You know it's I don't know I don't know what I'm saying here But I wonder if Seth Meyers I wonder what kind of arena He's battling in I don't think he's battling for anybody I think he's It's just a Whenever I remember when Seth Meyers First I I happen to catch this episode Seth Meyers came out And he sat behind the desk For the first time He When he didn't do a monologue This is when the, the, In the early months of late night when he was doing a monologue, like everybody else, and it was it was him standing up in front of a curtain, and it was it didn't really play well. The audience was, you know, they had to be into it because they're the audience up front, but they weren't really into it as they were as a as a felon audience are when they're clapping at every last sentence. So, I remember when he came out, and he sat. This is probably two years ago, and he sat down behind the desk, and and everybody was flabbergasted. He's sitting behind a desk. It's the first five minutes of the show. He needs to do a monologue. How dare you? But he did the monologue behind a desk, and now he's doing it. And then he did things that reminisced whatever he was doing on the uh, the Saturday Night Live weekend update. And, and, and that's when you realize that he found his groove. He found his niche. He knew what he was doing because it was something that he was accustomed to. And so when you got Jimmy out here playing games, and I, and I would love to make fun of Jimmy for playing games, but that's what Carson, well, not Carson wasn't doing that all the time, but that's essentially what Carson was doing. He was just hosting a talk show around it. But Jimmy's not really hosting a talk show anymore. Now he's just hosting a variety show. And then you got Corden coming in and just uh, basically taking Fallon's formula and then quadrupling it. And now he's saying, and now he's saying, I got to go, viral with all this stuff and i hate that word viral and he's gonna he says i gotta go viral with all this stuff and that's why we have the nuzzle what and the um carpool karaoke and drop the mic and all that stuff and then in those shows both of those shows i mean both of those segments proved popular and so now they're their own shows on tbs uh yeah tbs and the other one spike soon to be paramount network so there you go i mean that's how, that's how, that's how late, that's how ratings work for late night. And then you got Kimmel who's now making waves because he's sitting, sitting over there, uh, crapping on the, uh, GOP, the grand old party. <laughs> Same thing with Colbert. And now it's basically, it's not, it's not a fight between Jimmy and Steven, which is, I mean, technically it's just a fight between Steven and the tonight show. It doesn't matter who's hosting the tonight show. If Jimmy left in five years, it'd be between Steven and whoever was up next. And that's still the tonight show. Because the Tonight Show is just so old, the Late Show is younger than the Tonight Show. The Late Show was, you know, just a, a basically a new institution compared to Tonight Show. God, I don't know. I don't understand why these, why ratings have to be such a big issue, especially when they're based around you know politics. It doesn't make sense. And who cares? Stephen came with a built-in audience from the Colbert Report. I mean, <laughs> that's when you come with a cable audience, you know, added onto the broadcast audience. Of course, you're gonna have millions of people but i do respect that when his when that show was not doing well when he first came on and cb and cbs is just such an institution in itself because they they moved somebody they moved chris litch from cbs this morning down to the Tonight Show, i mean to the late show they said who can we who can we get the executive producer of the cbs this morning let's move him to 11:40 11:35 and then they put him on that show and all of a sudden it's a new show because steven was Doing everything himself, he was executive producing, he was uh writing some of the jokes, he was uh, doing all this other stuff. He was, and then on top of it, he was showrunning, and showrunning is very important. When you're when you're a showrunner, is essentially you should watch news. No, wait, I haven't done this episode yet. I wrote the episode, I haven't done it yet. I wrote the episode, uh, it's uh, all right. So, anyway, there's an episode of News Time coming out, I believe, next week, yeah. That uh, was about. I think I don't know. That's about showrunning and and what it, and and the in the top fifty showrunners in show business right now this year in two thousand seventeen. And so basically, I explain what showrunning is. And so showrunning is essentially the exec. It's a it's a producer. Who is in charge of the creative assets of the show? So basically they're the manager for everything, for everybody. So if I was a showrunner for, say, The Simpsons, which is on my TV in the background right now, if I was a showrunner, I'd be an EP, they'd be the executive producer of the show, and I would be the person who has final say over the script. I'd be the person who has final say over getting this guest voice actor and all this, all this different stuff. So Steven was show running the late show and it, and this was just causing a drain cause he's hosting, he's hosting the show out there every night. And so he's doing that five nights a week. You know, you got to get somebody good. You don't just get somebody, you get somebody who can do it. Who's known, who knows how to do it. And so I, you, you get a guy like Chris Litch, who's do, who's done new stuff for, you know, a good number of his life. You bring him on down. And now he's doing, he's doing stuff for uh late show and he's helping getting those ratings. And Colbert's. Colbert's ratings are not only good, but then we get the, we include the YouTube breakouts when they get, when every interview is uploaded in the full and it's not uploaded in parts like it is for Kimmel or Conan or uh, James Corden. You don't, the when you get the entire interview, you're basically getting, it makes people feel like they're getting the whole show. It makes them feel like they're getting a, a thing that is tangible rather than getting, you know, five minutes or four minutes of an interview that you can never see the full interview of because. Uh, a, you don't have a cable subscription, or B, those you don't want to pay for Hulu or CBS All Access because you don't want to watch those shows. You don't want to watch a full episode just to get a 10-minute a interview with Kendrick Lamar. Speaking of which, his book Stephen Colbert's Booker is <laughs> astounding. They get all these uh, great hip-hop actors. Hey, hip-hop actors. <laughs> they get all these great hip-hoppers uh, and rappers. They get all these great music acts. Sensational music acts. I don't understand how this works, and they also get some of the biggest stars. People who, for all intents and purposes, should be on tonight's Show. <laughs> you know, if they were, if Carson was still alive and he was still hosting uh, at age ninety, <laughs> uh, <laughs> then they would be on that show. Yeah, you know, uh, they wouldn't. That when Letterman, and so and it's strange because when uh, when Letterman was around. There wasn't, he didn't upload stuff to YouTube. Like there was, you could not find anything. Same thing with Craig Ferguson. And then all of a sudden they get these two new hosts and they say, we're going to start hitting the books. We got, baby, we're going to rock you like a hurricane. <laughs> could have gone with any, I could have gone with anything. I could have gone with anything. But anyway, it's a ratings game. All of this late night stuff is a ratings game. And I just, it's, it's dumb. And I don't, I don't understand why we well, have to, Pit these late night. Every late night host is different. And I don't understand why we're putting them against each other. Steve, yes, Steven is more political. James is more viral. Fallon's an all-around good guy. Uh, Kimmel is more direct. He's I, I I love Kimmel. I think I like I like I love Conan a lot. And Conan's my number one guy. But Kimmel, there's just something direct about him, where he the stuff he does with <laughs> he's doing with uh, Roy Moore the 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 stuff where he's he's challenged to a fight by Roy Moore and Kimmel's just calling him out with no jokes and he's just saying I will fight you and you can bring a little six shooter with you, <laughs> man Kimmel that that's pretty that's some gangster moves right there Kimmel that's really cool, and uh, and so you and then and then Kimmel I don't know he I don't know I don't know how to categorize him and I don't know how to categorize Conan, I think those are two guys that just don't fit into any one niche they don't need to. And then you got Chris Gethard who's doing amazing work. I don't want to talk too much about him already, because I did that last week. But these there's just so many there's so many talk shows and there's just so many that exist. I used to want a talk show. I think I've said this before. I think I used to want a talk show, it was, but now I don't because there's so many permutations of it. And then it just doesn't make sense to give every comedian a talk show. You look at Comedy Central, every comedian has a talk show. Even Hannibal Buress had a talk show. Mo Cash or Nikki Glaser, but you know those are good shows. I like those shows. I'm not gonna lie. Oh, well, Nikki's was canceled, sadly. Uh, but everybody's had a talk show. It's like a rite of passage. If you have a talk show, then you have made it into comedy. <laughs> oh my gosh. But anyway, ratings are very important, and uh, CBS is really looking gunning for those ratings. It, but if NBC really wanted to do something, I don't know. I don't know what that would have to be. But <laughs> I think. I think I think Jimmy really started losing his ratings last year during the presidential campaign, during that hair tussle bit. Oh my God! I think once that happened, everything was went down the drain. Everything that that we knew has <laughs> just changed for the worse. So I'm sorry, Jimmy. I really like him though. I wish there was a I I didn't choose anybody for the favorite comics of all time, comedians of all time, but you know what? I'll go with Jimmy. I want I want to give I want to give the underdog the upper the upper leg. Jimmy's a Jimmy's a very funny guy and he's uh I I really what is his last name? Uh it's Jimmy Fallon. <laughs> I'm trying to I'm trying to be smooth about looking him up, looking up all his stuff. Oh, my gosh, but he's a very funny guy. And I think what is this? USA today. It says Jimmy Fallon, Kimmel, Colbert, Myers, O'Brien. Oh, okay. Best of late night. I don't want, I don't care about that. All right, anyway, but Jimmy Jimmy's a great guy. Too bad he was not a good actor. <laughs> he couldn't make it. Everybody loved his his great movie career from 2004 to 2008. <laughs> oh my gosh, he was uh, that taxi movie. Oh my god, I remember I remember seeing the the worst, most annoying trailers for that movie. That's it's 2004. Ugh, Eugene, who else is in this? Who else is in this movie? Queen Latifah, Giselle Bundchen, Jennifer Esposito, Tim Story directed it. Oh my god, what a not good movie. What a not good movie at all. Anyway, let's see what else he was in. <laughs> Dougal, oh my god, Dougal. Wasn't John Stewart in that movie? I don't think that's a good cartoon movie. I want to see the movie so badly and I think that's a French movie. It definitely is a French movie. It's about a dog with some long hair. Robbie Williams was in it in the uh, in the British version. <laughs> wow, yeah, John Stewart was in this movie. Oh my gosh, ugh, Whip It. That's the only good movie he was in. Get Hard. He and basically every movie that every movie of the past five years that he was in, he played a, a version of himself. Bucky Larson, Get Hard, Ted Two, Jurassic World, Jim Jim in the Holograms, and Popstar Never Stop Never Stopping. Oh my God, but he's a he's a good he's a good guy, and I really I really appreciate everything he's done. And that's it. That's all I got for this week on the Constitutionals Podcast. Hey, guess what? If you like this show, I don't know why you would <laughs> go to www.cpluscomedy.com. We've got the latest news, reviews, features, interviews, and other good comedy bits. That only I can provide you with, you know what else you can do? You can follow us on Twitter at Cpluscomedy. Follow me on Twitter at Chad Black White. Like us on Facebook. Uh, go to the YouTube page youtube.com slash C plus comedy. And you can watch our premier news show called news time. This week's episode is about UCB Chelsea's move from Chelsea, New York to hell's kitchen, New York. And what, and basically essentially what the theater is, how it's history and what it means. I mean, if you know, it's history, I'm not going to explain it to you, but it's history and what it means to comedy and what they did on the last night. So they had a six hour show. It was amazing. It was, I mean, from the pictures and the descriptions that I read from the New York times and vanity fair, it was amazing. Uh, and also that was a, that was an episode that was not supposed to be hosted by me. Well, the episode that I wrote previously. So here's what happened. I had, I had a couple of people, a couple of friends say they wanted to host an episode. And I said, yes, that'd be great, because I offered them I said, do you want to host an episode? It'd be great, because I don't want to do anything, because it's a lot of work for me to host and, <laughs> and do all this stuff. So they agreed. I this Then the past week, I, last week, I said, all right, do you want to do it this week? And then both of them kind of bowed out, and it, it was at the last second. And so on Friday night, I ended up writing an episode It was, here's what happened. The week prior to that, I wrote their episode just so I could have, I could have the script done and not have to do anything. So then they bowed out on Wednesday and I said, okay, fine, you know, whatever. After I finished the script and everything, I said, fine, whatever. So I started writing another script and (laughs) this is so stupid. I started writing another script. Real, I looked at the dates of when the script would be best, most prominent. And then I found that it'd be most prominent on January 15th. And I was so, because at this point, it's now almost nine o'clock at night on a Friday night. And I'm thinking I can shoot news time really quick and then go to bed. Uh, It turns out I didn't. (laughs) And I, I, I got, I was so angry with myself because I didn't, I didn't understand how the time worked. I I looked, I was looking at, I was writing it. I said, oh my God, this will be better on January 15th because this thing happens on January 15th. God bless America. And I stopped writing it. I have like one more paragraph left. And then I started writing another episode of news time. That's three episodes of news time. I wrote in one week, three episodes of a show. Nobody watches. So now essentially I have the next six weeks planned out of news time. It's not my fault. Yeah. Yeah. It's a mixture of everybody's fault. So I wrote that. I wrote another episode that Friday night. I stopped. I stopped at 11. It takes me about two hours. If I'm un- uninter- and, ugh, uninterrupted, on writing then I can write. I can write an episode of news time in about two hours, sometimes in an hour. It depends. It really depends on the subject matter too, because I got to do research. I got to listen to music. When I do this, I got to be uninterrupted. So I finished it around 11 o'clock and I said, I can't do this. I can't, I'm not going to be able to, (laughs) I'm not going to be able to finish. Uh, So I went and I'll be able to shoot it. So I went to sleep, woke up early and then I shot it and my voice was not Right. It was so groggy and tired and it was, it was only seven 30 in the morning. I wake up at five 30 every morning, but it was only seven 30. And I thought, this is how I sound. This is how everything is. It's not fair. And I shot the episode uh, and I kept messing up because it's the morning time. And I love, I like to shoot in the morning, but I don't like to shoot when I'm still tired. So it's weird. <laughs> so <laughs> I really like to shoot at night because the sun is down and, and uh, the way I have my quote-unquote studio set up, the light bleeds through no matter what. I have to get shades or something for my windows. But anyway, so yeah. So then I ended up shooting it, and then I ended up editing it on Saturday. Oh my god! And then it turned out to be an episode that's sub like seven minutes, which I haven't done. Every time I do a sub seven minute episode, I I fear that it's really bad. Like, like I'm bad. I'm I'm back to the bad episodes that were what uh, i did a hundred and i've done a hundred and like 70 now so i always fear that i'm back to the bad episodes of the uh first of the first you know 100 episodes essentially the first hundred are crap but once you get to a a certain a certain episode i don't know which one (laughs) if i see the title i know which one but if once you get to a certain episode it's it gets, it finally gets decent. You know, I put down the tablet. I don't read. I just, I'm not screaming. It's just this. And it was and that was this year. So I've been doing this for three years. And then you finally get to an episode. That's good. That happened in 2017. We've been doing this since 2014. Oh my God. Late 2014. Crazy. Yeah. This is the third year. Oh boy. News time is, it's, but I love it so much. You know, hopefully I get something out of it. You know, if, if not to know how to, to know how to, Present myself on camera. I'm really good at around I'm really good around a mic too. This stupid podcast that only seven people listen to. I, I'm really good around a mic now. I know it, and plus I know i to edit stuff. You know it's fine. Whatever. This I was closing the episode. <laughs> I was closing this stupid idiot dumb show. All right, anyway. Uh, yeah, you know where to find us. It's been 34 minutes. Okay, I'll see you later. Bye.